Hey guys, welcome back to our Favorite Things podcast and it's your girl Mofi here and I am your host for today and as usual with me here is my co-host Tiesa. Hey guys. <laughs> so as you guys may know or may not know, we started a Digging Deeper series where we want to chat with everyday people, people that are our friends, people that we stalk on the internet, people that we mm-hmm. think are doing great and inspiring work to kind of get to know them a little bit more and maybe a little bit deeper than what you see out there online. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, like, this is a project that we're super proud with super proud and we're super passionate about it's something new for us so please chime in with us on um on social media chime in with us through reviews on apple Podcasts because one that lets us know what you guys think what you guys think of the guests that we've been having your favorite parts your maybe cringeworthy parts um but also because there's just so many podcasts out there it helps people to find us when you leave reviews and you rate us on apple Podcasts. so please just do that for us um and yeah that's where you also get to keep up to date with our new episodes we are at our faith pods on twitter and with that being said we have our next guest here which is godfrey manguiza the lady pleaser so let's (laughs) (laughs) let's get right into it hey godfrey welcome to our baby things podcast how are you doing so first of all we just want to say thank you for joining us on the podcast we're super excited to have you on and it almost feels like it's been a process to get you on but we're so happy to have you on the podcast <laughs> thank you thank you yeah it's been a struggle getting on this thing yeah. seriously <laughs> Since like inside school, but how how's your week been? Tell us how your week has been, and maybe something that has been a highlight of your week. Week just for like to keep true to our name. Just tell us something that has been a favorite of yours this week. Mm, I think it it's been a pretty uh, it's been pretty regular week. I'm telling you, like what would be the highlight? Uh, yeah. Well, one of my friends just graduated yesterday. Actually, like he oh, got really? his master's now. Yeah, one of my high school friends. So that was pretty good. We went to Mandarin yesterday, and Lovely. his parents Ooh, paid nice. for it. So that was the highlight. Oh. Free food. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my friend sure. graduated that too. Yeah, I I have been craving Mandarin for the longest time, so I'm I'm tapping into your Mandarin experience because oh, we shut yeah. that place down. Like they, yeah, I think Mandarin probably took a loss last night because uh, we went stopping eating. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, can I just say that I don't live in Canada, but I've been to Mandarin, so I'm feeling among, like I feel like I'm part of the group, so yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, it, it's nothing special, yeah. <laughs> so Tiesa, how have you been and how's your week and something that stood out this week? Um, I've actually been really good. Um, so far, the week has kind of been really lazy. I can't believe it's already Friday. I kind of feel like I've just done nothing all week. Um, but my my favorite is probably going to be a carryover from last week. Um, I just got time to just relax at the beach, and I actually slept. I hardly ever go to the beach and like sleep, and like I got like a thirty minute nap, and it felt so good. Um, so yeah, that's my my highlight. Nice. The beach is not my favorite place to be, so I'm done. <laughs> not, You're not feeling not it. Jumping. No, no. The beach, eh? 
Which I go to the beach here. It's freaking cold already, though. Like, yeah. you can't, I don't know if it is cold. It is cold. It's, yeah. it's, sorry, I'm so, guys. I'm so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad. Um, except for the cold, my week has been okay. I mean, I went to work, basic nine to five, um, kind of work, mm-hmm. and um. Well, something that has been a highlight for my week is a podcast. So it's the podcast is called Why Oh Why. Why Oh Why? What does that stand yeah. for? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, God, I think you'll be a fan of this. But it's a podcast about like dating and relationships. So like millennial dating. Oh yeah, my um, my specialty. <laughs> <laughs> it's about millennial dating. I mean, sometimes it can feel very white because because if it was to... one about breaking up, I think I'd be, I'd know quite a lot about that. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of just talks about like the connection between dating and technology, dating apps, yeah. things like that. It's 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 pretty cool. So I've listened to that this whole week. So yeah, yeah, it sounds interesting. Sounds yeah, interesting. yeah, for sure. So we're just going to get into our questions, and I guess my first question for you, Godfrey, is the nickname Lady Pleaser. Where where did that nickname come from? Because I've been I've been meaning to ask. Oh boy, like I. Like, I don't even know. Like, I, it was just in the house, like, in the Big Brother house. And then Bruno, he just kind of, like, you know, because we'd always play, like, you know, like, we'd play games in the house. Like, kind of, you know, we'd play dodgeball with a sock and all of that. And, you know, everybody had, like, their little nickname, you know. Like, Zach was the sack attack. Bruno, <laughs> the Italian stallion, you know. Like, everybody kind of had their little nicknames. And I guess Bruno just, one day, he's just like, hmm, Godfrey. The lady pleaser, Mr. Manguiza. And then it just kind of arrived, you know. And then after that, it just caught on. And I was like, hmm, Manguiza, the lady pleaser, it rhymes. So, like, that's really where it started, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, I was the lady pleaser. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. I was the only guy left with five girls in there. All the guys were voted out. So, yeah. <laughs> they were pleased with something. I'll, put, I'll just say that. So you, so you actually like that nickname then? <laughs> it's not bad, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Mostly, are you judging? <laughs> you know what they say: nicknames are given, not chosen. And this that's one was true. given to me. Okay, that's very true. <laughs> I kind of thought it was a name that you had like way back when, and you just oh, kind of no, like took no. it on. But it's a thing. Okay, so take it all way back. Let's take it all the way back. You were born in Zimbabwe and moved to Canada when you were 16, right? Yeah. So what was it like living and growing up in Zim and kind of like even the process of moving to Canada? Like, why did you move things around that area? Well, like pretty much like, you know, like just like any third world country, Zimbabwe is not really the place you want to spend the rest of your life in, you know? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, like when the life expectancy is 35, that's... It means it's time to go. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it, it was just like, it was it was tough, you know. Like the country was going through a lot of mm-hmm. economic hardships. You know, a lot of people right. like, couldn't afford food, and just it was just a like it was fun, the culture, everything, the vibe. Mm-hmm. But then it was just like really like it, it was a poor country, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like pretty much like living on the streets, except you're in a house, you know. Like, but you can like you have all the money over there. But you just don't have any food because the sanctions and all the politics that was going on. So it was just like you know, it it was no place to really spend the rest of your life at, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So what was it like? Like, like, did you know you were going to move to Canada? What did that What did that look like? 
Man, like it's right actually now. well, my dad originally he left Zimbabwe when I was like uh, nine years old, and then he went to America first. Oh, and then, I see. Like he stayed there, he lived there for like I think like five years, and then after mm-hmm. that he moved to Canada. So meanwhile, I was in Zimbabwe the whole time, you know, until like I went to boarding school there until okay. I was like fifteen. That's right. when. So that was kind of like the end goal from always that like you know he would eventually sponsor us to right. leave and come get a better life you know. But okay. you wanna know what's funny though? When I was in grade two, I believe, or grade mm-hmm. one, I remember one of the teachers asked, and they're like, "Which country do you guys want? Would you guys want to be? What's the one place in the world you want to be at?" Mm-hmm. And I remember I was in grade one. I literally, because I, I was always fascinated with, like, the globes, those world right. globes. Like, I always spin those around. I love <laughs> atlases, you know, just learning about the different names of the countries. Like, it was just fascinating to me, you know, like, how many countries were on the map on the continents. And I'd memorize all of them. And I always mm-hmm. kind of liked the name Canada. Right. But I never cool. heard of Canada before that. I never even knew what it was. And mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, I'd like to live in Canada. So it's just kind of weird that now I'm actually living here after all those years, you know. It's creepy, too. I'm like, oh, yeah. am I a fortune teller? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what you should be doing. <laughs> it's funny, Maybe, you, know. you said you went to boarding school. We, Tessa and I grew up in Nigeria, and we kind of, we also went to boarding school. Oh, you went to school studio. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what was that experience like? Did you like it? Oh, like it was something else, you know. Like boarding yeah. school is just... Like, the school here in Canada is so much different, you know, mm-hmm. from when you're, like, going to school in a third world country. Like, <laughs> like literally, boarding school, it was just, it was average. Like, the stuff that went down there, it was an experience, you know. Like, it taught me a lot about life. And I've always equated playing the Big Brother house mm-hmm. as living to boarding school. Because when you went to boarding school, you guys know this. You don't know anybody there unless you went with your friends from high yeah, school. Yeah, right. But it's like you are all of a sudden you gotta live with a whole bunch of different personalities, and like it's you kids alone living there. Like you gotta govern yourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta, like you set the rules. There's rules in boarding school, you know. Like That's the certain so ways you do stuff, and it's almost like there's a lot of alliances in there. You have a lot of yeah, yeah. You have a lot of talking <laughs> behind of his back. You have yeah. a lot of politicking <laughs> in boarding school, you know. So uh-huh. like it taught me a lot. And I can almost relate my boarding school experience to being in Big Brother. Like, you had to get along with a lot of people or else you're going to have a hard yeah. time there. Like, you know, and you slept with these people. You lived with them. Yeah. So, literally, you had to deal with them. Mm-hmm. And you had to be a, somebody that people want to live around, you know. So, yeah, boarding school was just one of the craziest, till this day, craziest experience in my life. I'm like, these Canadian kids, they can't handle that. Like, they... <laughs> and we got beat up in boarding school. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know if beaten in Nigeria. Yeah. Actually, yo, you guys did, didn't you? Yep. God, who told you? Who told you anything? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, mean, I know. I know. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we did. exterior, all of that. Boarding school did yeah. is an experience. And it's so funny that you kind of equated it to being in the Big Brother house. But it's so true. Like, you come in, you're new. And you have to start surviving because if you don't survive, like, then... oh, absolutely, it's like a oh weird social dynamic. It is because because you've never been through that experience until you go there, and now you don't have your mom, you don't have your dad. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so, similar to Big Brother, I couldn't call my parents to say, yeah, hey, I, you know, I couldn't call my grandma and say, hey, how you doing? 
Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> no. Oh you my see gosh. them when you leave school. Yeah, that's crazy. So apart from like, I guess the schooling experience, was there like any major difference growing up in Zim versus growing growing up in Canada, or growing up in Toronto? Like to be quite honest, I say, like culture wise, it's the same, right? Because because Zimbabwe was colonized by Britain, mm-hmm. so the way similar to Canada, which is also under the monarch, right? So it right. is like a westernized culture. Like, like how people, like, pretty much, we, I watched the same shows I watched in Zimbabwe. I watched them when I got here. Mm-hmm. And, like, life over there is really no different. Like, the way you dress, there's no national dress in Zimbabwe. There's right. no, like, you know, like, people just kind of, like, roll. Like, it's, it's, it's the same in terms of that, you know. But then the yeah. biggest difference is just the small things you take for granted. Like, kind of, like, you know, freaking, like I say, for, like, freedoms, you know. Like, going mm. to the store, I remember when I came to Canada, I hadn't eaten cheese for, like, five years. I don't know what cheese tasted like, because you couldn't buy it from the store. It was too expensive, or it just wasn't there. I and not drank milk. I think the last wow. time I drank milk before I came to Canada was, like, in probably grade 11, when things were just about to go worse in Zimbabwe. So, like, it's mm. a... that Economically, it's just, like, you know, like, if you live in a place where... Stuff like you can't go to the movies, you know, like the luxuries you have here, going to McDonald's, ordering a double cheeseburger. Like in Zimbabwe, mm-hmm. you thank the gods if you get to eat that, man. Right. So that yeah. sounds different, you know? And just like how in Zimbabwe, like parents are a bit more stricter. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, stuff like if you're coming here, like you can't just hang out, go party, like over there, it's frowned upon, right? So like mm-hmm. that, that, those are the little differences. But it's, like, two different worlds, I tell you. Like, it's literally two completely different worlds. Like, over there, you could go, you could drink at any age. Oh, yeah, There's no age restriction. You could go buy alcohol. Mm -hmm. And then here, I had to show ID. In Zimbabwe, you could drive. Like, there was no speed limits on the highway. It was a wild, wild west over there. If you got stopped by the police, like, you just freaking slap them, yo. Or, like, throw them at 20 bucks American. And you can do whatever the hell you want. (laughs) Like, it was just, like, a whole different, like, no, like, the, it seemed like there, there were no rules. Right. And also, you, we were under a dictatorship, right? So, like, you can't really do mm. what you want over there. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's a huge difference. There, yeah, for sure. So, when you came, were you, did you, like, start partying and stuff, or? <laughs> well, I was partying in Zimbabwe, like, I was oh, a yeah? bit of a rebel. <laughs> Like, I still went to clubs over there, you know? Like, people still party. Yeah. Like, I think, like, the mm-hmm. first club I went to, I was like, what? Like, 15? That's just after I'd come out of boarding school when I found out I was going to go to Canada now. Mm-hmm. And then I saw I transferred, and I went to a day school. And okay. then, so, like, we had a fair share of parties, you know? But, man, mm-hmm. I was excited, though, to come to Canada. It's, like, one of the one things that I'd always been waiting for. Well, just yeah. to Get out of Zimbabwe, man. Like, they could have put me in Japan. I would have been happy. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, I don't know if this question applies or not, but um, do you, like, have you been back since you left? No, unfortunately, I haven't. Because one of the things, it's so expensive mm-hmm. to yeah. go there, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a $1,800 yeah. for a plane ticket. Yeah. And I just feel like right now, there's not much for me to go back for. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, but in the that. near future, I would want to go back, you know, because, like, that's still my home yeah, country. Home, yeah. And sometimes, yeah. you know, you still kind of miss home because, like, like I said, it wasn't a bad place to live. Mm-hmm. Like, we had fun. Like, you know, you had friends there. Everybody's so laid back. Like, Zimbabwe, it's not really, like, a war country. Like, none of that goes yeah. down. Even though we have a dictator, mm-hmm. it's not really, like, you know, stuff going down. Like, people getting killed. People are just yeah. dying of hunger. And, mm-hmm. but... As far as going back, I don't really know. I, mean, I feel like enough. I don't really have much to go back to, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sometimes I like just want to com- go back to see how it is, you know? Yeah. And maybe to change stuff there, you know? Like, I feel like if I reach a point where I have some influence where I can actually help, I definitely do want to help because that's still, like, you know, the place I was born. Right. I mean, home still kind of remains home regardless of the experiences. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Yeah. No place like home. Oh, that's like I had some memories. Yeah, that's for sure. So switching gears to kind of like Canada. So you're living in Canada. You're studying or you studied psych at U of T, right? Yeah. So what made you kind of apply to be on Big Brother? Big Brother Canada, I guess, more specifically. Well, like, for me, I really always enjoyed watching Big Brother, you know. Like, it was one of the first reality shows. Actually, it is the first reality competition show I ever watched in my life. Mm -hmm. I remember watching Big Brother Africa. The Mm -hmm. one that, I don't know who won that season, but this guy Gaetano was there. Yeah. And, like, it was just a good... (laughs) It was, like, it was a pretty good season, you know. Like, I Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that. And... And then after that, I was just fascinated, you know, the whole concept of people moving in the house, strangers, you're being watched by the whole world, and then you have to play a game and vote each other out until there's only two, and everyone who has been voted out gets to pick the winner. Mm-hmm. I just found it to be such an interesting social experiment, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, so I was always fascinated about it. Then I came to watch it, the US, the US one, the first mm-hmm. season I watched was season 10. And I've watched it ever since. And then when I heard Big Brother was coming to Canada, I was like, you know what? I really want to watch this, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, like, I watched the first season. And I remember I was so happy the first season because Gary <laughs> was on it, right? And yeah. then I, saw, I was really rooting for Gary. Like, he was the first, like, gay guy, the first black guy to make yeah. it again. Mm-hmm. But then they screwed him. And then after well, that, I was like, you know what? what? <laughs> screwed him. Not like well, one person screwed him. <laughs> But still, I was so pissed. I was like, man, you know, now I want to go in there. I'm going to win it, you know. I'm going to do it for Gary. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, I didn't really apply the second season. I guess I kind of just, like, forgot about it. Right. And then came the third season. Like, to be honest, I had no desire to apply, but I was broke. Like, uh... I had no cash. I remember I was literally eating top ramen noodles for breakfast, lunch, dinner. Wow. Like, I was in debt with OSAP. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was just like a tough time. I was like, man, I really need to make this money somehow. Yeah. And I remember my girlfriend at the time, my ex, who was kind of helping me out a bit, you know, and she lent me 50 bucks here and there. And then I was like, hey, you know, because like, I always knew if I auditioned, I would be mm-hmm. able to get on. Mostly because like, I, I felt like I could I actually understood the game and I knew right. how it went. So I always thought, I was like, you know what? All I need to do is audition. Like, I know I'm going to get on. There's no way I can't get on. Because, like, I saw the guys who were cast, and <laughs> I shouldn't on anybody. But I was like, okay, if these guys can get on, it shouldn't be that difficult for me. <laughs> I won't name any names, but yeah. <laughs> so 
so pretty much. No like, yeah, the only thing that really motivated me to actually try out was simply because I had no money. And I was like, you right. know what? This is my only shot. I have to go in there and I have to win that 100 bands. Like, you know, do or die. And then that's really, that's what motivated me, you know. Like, I just wanted, and I knew that, like, you know, even if I didn't do so bad, at least I could make some cash. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah. like, you know, I won't lie. Like, I've always, it's always, well, I wouldn't say it's always been a dream of mine to mm-hmm. play Big Brother. But it was definitely something that, like, kind of cool to, you know, scratch off the bucket list. Right. But mostly it was just the cash, you know. Like, if there was no cash prize, I would not have gone on. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. Well, maybe some. Oh, some um, are different, you know, because some people really, they want to get on because they, like, they've been a f- super fan of the show. Right, right. Like, they want to enjoy playing the game. And then you got some people who get on because they want to get on TV, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. That's very true. But, like, for me, I was like, man. It's all about that cash, that check. I need to win that check when Cheddar. I get on, you know? And that's really what got me out of bed and got mm-hmm. me to actually go there and audition for it, you know? So Which I'm that, glad I did now. Yeah. What was that process like? Like, the, the application process and auditioning and things like that? Yeah, the application. It was pretty, it was a pretty cool experience, you know? Because I'd never really auditioned for, like, a reality show before that. And I just read a bunch of stuff online. Like, I went on some forums mm-hmm. where people who had auditioned talked about their experience and what made them stand out. Yeah. And I kind of just put all that stuff together and said, you know what? Well, maybe if I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, I guess I could have a shot. And then the right. whole process is pretty simple, to be honest. I thought it was going to be harder. Like, I thought they were going to, like, grill me. But they mm-hmm. just asked basic questions, you know? Like, as everybody knows who's been on open casting, you yeah. go there in a room, you have, like, you know, a couple casting directors. Well, it's one per person, mm-hmm. one per group, and then you have a group of, like, five people. They split you randomly. And then after that, they just ask you questions, like, hey, what's your name? You know, like, easy questions. Like, come on, if you don't know your name, then you probably shouldn't be on the show. <laughs> you know, they ask you, what's your name? Who's your favorite player? Oh, okay. uh, what is your strategy going to be? Mm. and you know like what do you like to do for fun and that's that's about it you know like the most common questions would be like your name what do you do for a living and then like you know and then what kind of people do you like and what kind of people don't you like i see so they can like make the perfect cast like a great mix of they want to know like who annoys you get an idea of who you'd work with and they just want to like i feel like the first part of casting they just want to get a sense of your personality mm-hmm. and get a sense of like who you'd be on the show. So, oh, and then see. after that, you know, like then you go through the other stages of casting where like, it's pretty much the same thing. It's just mm-hmm. now you're elaborated. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty easy process. Oh, that's interesting. How did you feel? I, I would never apply for Big Brother. I think once I had a dream that I was, really? on, I, I was on the show mm-hmm. and I was shit scared. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, it's just a lot, but how did you feel when you found out that you were chosen? Oh, it was just, like, really surreal, to be honest. Like, I had, like, I didn't, like, even though I knew I'd be able to get on, I was still shocked because there's so mm-hmm. many people that applied, you know. When I went to that first casting, it was about, like, a thousand plus people just what? in Toronto edition alone. So I was like, damn, there's a lot of people here. 
Yeah. You know, like, how am I going to, how could I possibly, and in my first casting interview, I didn't really say anything extraordinary, you know? Like, they just asked, what's your name? And they said, yeah, my name's Godfrey. Mm -hmm. I want to play the game, you know, I want to win some money. (laughs) They asked me, what kind of people do you like? What kind of don't you like? I'm like, I don't like anybody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not not about, I'm not about people. (laughs) Do you want to have a show, Matt? I'm like, I'll do anything. (laughs) That's literally all I said. I'm like, I'm willing to do anything in the game to win. That's about it. Like, nothing, really nothing else, you know? Like, I wasn't, like, super dynamic or, like, crazy. Like, I didn't have, like, a gimmick. I just mm-hmm. went in, I was just like, be real, you know? Like, you just got to say, this is why I want to get on. And then if you want to be famous, you can even say, yeah, you know, like, I want to get some followers. Because, right. mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, they want people who are authentic, you know? Who right. viewers yeah. will relate to and can kind of say, hmm, I understand that person. Yeah. But I was really, like, shocked when I actually got picked. And I was nervous because I was like, wow, now I actually have to play the game. <laughs> what you if I go have home to first? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, like you were like, oh, I actually have to play the game now. Like, yeah, I, I was like, play. now I have to go in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so Tessa and I are, we're, or we're both psych majors. So we did psych in university and we're curious. Big it's brother like social. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? Well, lots of <laughs> folks studying psych. Um, but we're wondering, do you think your psych degree helps with playing Big Brother? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I think, I don't think I would have, like, gone that far. Well, here's the thing. Like, for me, I feel like mostly my life experience is what helped me really get in there, you know? Because, like, throughout my life, I've had to be able to adapt. Like, mm-hmm, yeah. I told you, Zimbabwe and Canada are two very different places. So coming mm-hmm. from a third world country to come into, like, you know, pretty much the first world. Wow. Just go, having to go through <laughs> that whole new difference. And now you're meeting new people that you've never mm-hmm. seen before. Like, you're having to, like, you know, brush up on the language, all of that yeah. stuff. And then, mm-hmm. like, you're now in a different society, you know, like, you're coming from... Zimbabwe, where like where I'm the majority, and then I'm coming here now. I'm a minority, you know. Yeah. Now right. I'm a visible minority, and then everything's just different. But I had to mm-hmm. adapt, and I had yeah. to. What's that word they say? Assimilate, and blend yeah. in, and be able to take on those new values and incorporate them into my mm-hmm. life, you know. So I feel like just that change, going through that change. It's kind of the same as Big Brother, too. Like, you go in the house, you have to adapt now. Because mm-hmm. the, the people in that house, they're not going to operate the way your friends operate. Like, some of them might be very different from you. Like, you're going to have people from Calgary, from BC, mm-hmm. somebody from the city, people from the country. And then, right. like, you're just dealing with these people who are used to doing things differently, who see the world differently. And you have to find common ground and blend in and pretty much convince them that you're one of them. So, like, I feel like that really, that helped me the most. But the psych, I definitely won't underestimate that because there's a lot of things I learned yeah. psychology. Like, just, like, stuff about, like, talking to people. You know, like, how to manipulate <laughs> the situation, <laughs> which I'm not proud of. But, like, you know, like, you learn a lot. It's, like, like you learn a lot about, like, you know, how people project their behavior. And, like, you learn a lot about, like, you know, just different types of personalities. And you yeah. can kind of psychoanalyze people, you know? Yeah. So, like, I feel like that definitely, oh, that helped me for sure. Like, a lot of things I learned in psych, I could see them happening in the house. Mm-hmm. Like, the group think, 
Yeah. And how you can able to how to combat that, you know, how to mm-hmm. like freaking like how to like I remember this very interesting thing that they taught us, which were the five ways in which people relate to each other. Right. And they said I think one was proximity, mm-hmm. similarity, mm-hmm. Cool. familiarity. <laughs> okay. Or maybe it was three: familiarity, proximity, and similarity. Okay. So pretty much that, like, for a similarity, the person's got to be similar to you for you to like them. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, and reciprocation. So it was, like, four things. Right. And they were like, that's the rule. If you study those four things, anyone will like you. So the first one, like, similarity, you got to be similar in some way. And then if you have to lie, you have to lie. You're going to be like, hey, oh, you're from Calgary? I was actually, I actually <laughs> lived there for five years. And right off the bat, they're like, hmm, we're the same. <laughs> Or you can just say, I like The Walking Dead, just like you. And then the second part, which is familiarity, you got to be familiar to that person. They have to have seen you somewhere because people like people who they have seen before. And then the third, proximity, people generally like people who are close to them. So, like, you know, in the house, I'd use that as well. Like, I'd make sure I slept next to the person I would talk to. I ate next yeah. to them, and I was always close by to them. And then, like, in their head, it would click that, oh, this person's always close to me. I can trust them. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, which was reciprocation, people generally like people who like them. Like, you ever right. remember back in kindergarten? Sometimes if you didn't even like a boy, and then the boy <laughs> told you, it's like, hey, I like you. Like, all of a sudden, now you like them, because you're like, oh, he likes me. Somebody likes me, you know? Right. So, like... That, too, in the house. Like, if you tell people you like them, they're more likely to like you back, too, you know? As opposed mm-hmm. to if you just, like, kind of, like, mean mug them, give them the side eye. So, yeah, right. Psych had a lot of things that it really, that I thought were, like, bogus when I was learning this. I'm like, yeah, right, that doesn't work. Yeah. But it actually worked most of it, so, yeah. Maybe maybe that's why mostly only white people win Big Brother because there's just so many white people. And I'm, be- oh. I'm, being, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being ridiculous, but, yeah. Absolutely, yo. Like, hey, I'm not politically correct at all. No, like, that yeah, we can tell. <laughs> like, why do you think whenever you watch any reality show, yeah, normally people go like, huh, why do they always vote out the black girl first? So why does if you exactly. watch Survivor and the black person yeah. usually goes early, always goes out first. Yeah, like, what are the two years. groups of people who always go early? It's either the black person or, or the old, the old the person. person. Yeah, and that's because if you look at the entire house, the demographic matters. If you have a bunch of young people, 20-year-olds who want to hook up, want to have fun, and then you have some 50-year-old, obviously they won't relate to the 50-year-old as much, and they'll want to get that person out. Likewise, right. if you are not <laughs> the same race, yeah. like I'm not saying people will be outright racist, but it's no. just, it's a psychological fact. Mm-hmm. That first five seconds, you already have decided if you like somebody or not, just yeah. based yeah. on how they look. Yeah, Mm-hmm. Where do you think the alpha males get along together right off the bat? Yeah. And some of the guys who are kind of scrawny or nerdy are kind of outcasted. The cool people mm-hmm. hang out right away. So these are things that a lot of people might not want to admit, but right. it really plays a role in the house, and it's so powerful. It is. And this is not to say that if you're a person of color or if you're an older person, you cannot go far in the game. Because mm-hmm. I went far. Gary yeah. went far. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen went far. Yeah. But in the long run, you have to convince people 
that you are one of them, you know. Like, it's right. different if you're already young. You don't have to go through that hurdle. You yeah. don't have to show people that, hey, me and you, we are the same people. Even though I'm kind of young and you're older, you don't have to do that because everyone's young. But if you're older, you have a tougher road ahead of you. And the same person, if you're a person of color, you have a tougher road ahead of you because it's all about demographics. Yeah. Just picture sure. it this way. If you had a room full of 60-year-olds and then you had one 19-year-old douchebag, like, do you really think, like, let's say the game, like, that was the majority of people in the house. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that the 18-year-old would stand a chance? No. Like, no. they would have a yeah. hard time. Yeah. They just yeah. don't have to work harder to relate to the adults. Mm-hmm. That's so, yeah, for those sure. things, like, I'm glad you noticed that because, you know, a lot of oh. people, they are kind of in denial. They think it doesn't matter. Oh, we all the same when we get in. I'm like, nope, you're not. No. Even if you're fat, people might say, you Oh know, my God. You're not going to be accepted. Like, this, uh, just fact of life. Like, the Big Brother house is yeah. the same as the real world. The yeah. same rules that apply will apply in the house. Right. You know, because it's sure. still people. It's a people. It's it a is. social game, it's you an, know, and you're yeah. dealing with people who have biases, who have, who want to work with people who are like-minded. Right. So speaking of, what was, so I guess, what was your yeah. overall yeah. experience yeah. like yeah. being a big brother? Well, my, like, my overall experience, like, I, I'd say I had a decent time, you know, like, it, it was a good, it was a cool experience. I'm not going to say I had fun because it was really stressful. You're always paranoid. Mm-hmm. You're always worried you're going to go home. You have to work a lot. Even if you're playing an under-the-radar game like I was, you're still working in there. Like, you're still working on convincing people, building a, pers- a certain persona. You're kind of, like, trying mm-hmm. to manipulate how they see you. And you're doing certain things in the house to reinforce that image you're building, you know? Like, if you're trying to build the weak person persona... Like, mm-hmm. you have to work to look weak, you know? Like, that's a tough job. <laughs> Unless you actually right. are weak and actually are stupid, it's really tough to pretend to be, you know? So, but as far as actually enjoying myself, I, I'd say I had a good time. It was a good mm-hmm. experience. Like, yeah. I learned a lot about, like, others, myself, and just really knowing that, oh, it's actually possible that I made yeah. that far. So, it was a great experience. And there was right. a lot of free food in the house. Free food. <laughs> if you were not a slob. <laughs> yeah. What's, what does slob taste like? Just really quickly. Just the, like, <laughs> what does slob taste like? Like, it's like one of the nastiest things you'll ever taste. Imagine yeah. eating cardboard. Yeah. It has <laughs> no taste. That's nasty. It's dry. Sticks to the back of your throat. Yeah, it's, it's disgusting. I don't know what they make that with. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've kind of like posted videos online to be like, here's what's in slop, and I promise you, it's they actually, did, but I don't believe it's actually that, healthy. Yeah, right. Damn. <laughs> That's, That's why I lost crazy. a lot of weight on it, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Just, so, what, was, what, what has been the best thing you've gained from the experience, and maybe what's also one of the worst things you've gained from being part of Big Brother? Well, I, I guess the best thing I gained from it was the friendships I made. Mm-hmm. And then the people I met after the show, like the connections it had, you know, even some fans mm-hmm. would become like friends of mine. And then mm-hmm. that, that's really what I take from it the most, you know, like the friendships that I built. I got to meet new people who I normally would have never met in my life. You know? Like right. I got to be friends with people who I normally would not have 
typically chosen to befriend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it's like when you're in that house, like you build such strong bonds because you're with those people for so long. And yeah. you're going through this borderline traumatic, difficult experience together. Mm-hmm. And it really brings you close. So, like, you know, somebody like Bruno, who's, like, 30-year-old, married, that would have never been my friend, like, in the real, like, where would I even wow. meet him, you know? Like, right. somebody like Neha, who's a chiropractor, mm-hmm. and then you have, like, Bobby, Oakville, surfer dude, <laughs> like, I would have never really found anything in common with him, like, I would have yeah. never approached him, I would have never thought that, oh, this guy could be my friend. But then it's like, you know, like, being through that experience, I just learned that, wow, we really have more in common than we think we do. Right. And even Risha, one other person I got along with the most throughout the first few week, the week when she was voted out. <laughs> the long week. Like, so different, you know? Like, she's, like, 40 years old, blonde, mm-hmm. fake boobs, really hot. And I'm like, I would have never met her, you woman. But, I, <laughs> but typically, I wouldn't have never thought that we'd have anything to share or to converse about. But then, yeah. like, in the house, you really build relationships. And that's the most important thing. I'd say mm-hmm. the worst is maybe, I don't know, like, sometimes the fans can be a little crazy, you know? What? In what way, Godfrey? Come on. I'm, I'm telling you, man. Like, sometimes, sometimes. Wait, I need, I need, I need, like, I need an ex- like, I need to know what you're talking about. Like, okay, I'm just saying, like, the people, the people hit you up and tell us. I'm not... <laughs> like, I'm just saying, man, some of the DMs are kind of creepy, you know? And... Yeah. It's just like you, you've lost your anonymity, you know? Like, me, I've always been kind of a low-key, private person, you know? Like, I don't really like to be out there. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you know, coming out of the show, I was really, really, like, almost shocked. I had so much anxiety going out because now a lot of people recognized me and were like, hey, but I didn't mm-hmm. know them, but they knew me. Mm-hmm. And it was just it kind of felt like I was being watched. And, like, you know, right. now I had to act a certain way because now people were seeing me a certain way. Mm-hmm. But then I was still just the same person I was from before. Right. But now even old friends were kind of seeing me like, oh, this guy's a big deal now. I was like, but no, I literally was just on a show, a game show, yeah. where I lived in a house with different people. I didn't do anything spectacular. I didn't save the world. Like I didn't <laughs> contribute anything meaningful to society by doing that. <laughs> like you know, and I just like the even though the praise was nice, it was kind of. If you're the type of person who's just kind of low-key and views the way, the world a different way, it just seemed kind of superficial and weird, right. you know? Not yeah. to say, there are some people who are really genuinely like, hey, you know, you enjoyed the game. Yeah. I enjoyed your game. I really liked your character on the show. Like, well, not character, but I really liked how you played, how you conducted yourself. You know, that's one thing. But then when you have somebody say, man, you're my hero. You're mm-hmm. the best. <laughs> yeah, you know? Like, yeah. Kind of like, mm, what did I do? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard. I felt like I felt attacked because I'm, no, I'm joking. But like, I'm a Big Brother fan, and sometimes, but I understand how people sometimes get a lot, and it's more of the characters than the person themselves. Exactly, and, people, right? and it can be yeah. overwhelming, you know. Yeah, people. Get and that's so why excited. I really learned because before I'd always look at guys like Bieber, you know. Who is like, wait, 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 go after your up. <laughs> no, 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 but hear, hear what I'm saying, though. Like, get what I'm trying to say. Okay. Like, before, like, I'd always look at somebody like Justin Bieber and be like, oh, this guy, you know, he must be having, like, a lot of fun, you know? And mm-hmm. then when I hear him complain that, oh, I'm depressed, I don't mm-hmm. want to take pictures no more, you know, I'm tired of this. 
you know, and I'll be like, man, look at this little punk, you know, like you're right. rich, you're famous, you should be happy. Like you got, you got it all. But mm-hmm. then after me getting a taste of just like a little bit of fame, which is not even anything in comparison to people right. in Hollywood or the stars, the idols. Yeah. And I'm like, but for me, that was so overwhelming. And it was yeah. so just like, oh my God, can I just go back to being a normal guy? Now, I, I kind of put that in perspective. I was like, wow. So I could imagine a guy like Justin Bieber, who now has millions, he mm-hmm. must be suffering. Because those guys, yeah. like Bieber, can't go out to the mall anymore. He can't go mm-hmm. anywhere for the rest of his life. Like, if he ever wanted to go to a jog, he has to have three big bodyguards, you know, three roid right. heads behind him. He can't go on a date. He can't go, like, he can't walk in the mall. So it really put it into perspective. Like, you know what? I don't mm-hmm. want to be as famous as those guys. Because now I understand why those guys probably end up taking drugs, you know. Because for right. me, I just got 1% of that, and I couldn't even handle that. I was like, oh, man, I can't do this. Now imagine, instead of being stopped by just three, four people a day, mm-hmm. you'll be stopped by hundreds. Heck, you can't even walk in the mall. You wow. have to have 10 people with you the entire time. You've lost your privacy. So, like, you know, it's really, like, once you get a little taste, a little foot in the door, a little, like, inside look at that world, it's not as glamorous as it looks, you know. Mm-hmm. so that's what I say like what's the worst thing for me and I remember then I was like man I just can't wait till next year when people kind of like slow down or when the next season starts and I don't mm-hmm. have a lot of people you know coming at me like hey God, God, God. and that's when you really know who the real ones are when it's kind of right. like, when the dust settles the ones who yeah. still stay the ones who still hit you up and who still say hey what up you know yeah. who want to know how you're doing you're like okay so those are the people who really actually wanted to be friends who really wanted to get to know you versus yeah. like you know the ones who they were really like hyping you up <laughs> as soon as mm-hmm. you got out of the house but then a couple of seasons after they're like mm. you know they're on right. to the next thing you know so like it's yeah. just kind of it's a weird weird experience you know mm-hmm. so like even looking at it from a psychological perspective you know i feel bad now for like the kylie jenners well not the Kardashians because they love it <laughs> But I feel bad for, like, the guys like Bieber who've had enough. Who like, yo, get me out of here, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so what's one thing about, like, Big Brother Canada that you think the average viewer doesn't know or wouldn't know? Oh, the one thing they wouldn't know is that actually being in the house, the downtime you get, it's really, you will die of boredom. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of like a lot of shows. Like when I hear like behind the scenes of like Bachelor or something, like they spend so yeah. much time just doing yeah. nothing. <laughs> like it's crazy. Because you don't know how much you miss your phone uh-huh. until you don't have all it. you have is three or four or five people. Like especially if you do make it that far in the Big Brother house and you are in mm-hmm. the final four or three, you only have those four people to talk to. And 24 yeah. hours is a long time in the day. You're not talking to anybody else, just those four. You can't play cards. There's no cards in there. What? You can't listen to music. You can't watch TV. Like, you can't do anything. They just want you talking. They just want you interacting together. And then for the whole day, it's just so, you literally, your mind goes numb. Because you're so bored and you're like, oh, please get me out of here. Like, I just want to hear somebody else. That's not these people. You've heard the stories (laughs) they told you a million times. You know that guy's aunt and uncle. That's yeah. the one time he was a little kid 
You're like, please spare me. It, that's what people, because a lot of people think it's fun in there. They think we're having fun or we're drinking, we're partying, but it, oh, we're strategizing. But you can only do right. that for so long until you're like, please, I need, a, I need to relax now. Yeah. And it's like you don't go anywhere else, right? So you just kind of stay on like on the compound, like you said, exactly. in the house. So it's like, yeah. Can see how like that, that I didn't understand until, like, I don't know how I lasted that long. Like, what, 70 days? Yeah. 24 hours a day doing nothing. Absolutely nothing. All you do in there is eat, strategize, and then you go to bed. <laughs> it's not by any means fun. And, like, I'm happy for the people who say they had fun, you know. But those were probably really, really super, super fans, you know, who were like, ah, oh, I got to hold the fetal chip. Oh, I got to <laughs> yeah. But I didn't give a shit about any of that, you know. I was like, I want to win this money. I want some more food. I'm tired of slop, you know. Yeah. So, give me a radio. Give me something. <laughs> so what's, um, what's one of the most exciting things you've done um, as a result of Big Brother Canada? Like any opportunities or things like that? Like, the most exciting thing I've done is probably just, like, hmm, trying to think. Like, I'd probably say just going to the Niagara parties, those that have been really mm. fun. Oh, Getting yeah. to hang out with everybody and being around people who are fans of the show, love Big Brother, because I love talking Big Brother, you know? Like, this is, like, I, I'm, I wouldn't call myself a super fan, but I just love talking about the game, you know, talking about the whole different strategies, mm, yeah. the whole different aspects. Like, that's one of the things that I enjoy the most. So it's always fun when you have, like, a bunch of fans because they share the same passion with you. And they enjoy the game as much as you do. Because mm-hmm. even though I was on, I still consider myself a fan of the show as well, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Can definitely and like I'm that. always overwhelmed. Like when I'm watching, when I was watching Dimitri and those guys, I was really taken in. Like I'm rooting for mm-hmm. people, you know. Like I'm like mm-hmm. a fan back to being a fan again, which is what I've always preferred than being like that guy who was on the show. On the show, mm-hmm. nice. So speaking of the guy who was on the show, you, <laughs> um, there was like <laughs> this huge contra- um, con- controversy <laughs> when um, they had the. Big Brother Canada returners list and you everyone was like why aren't why weren't you on the show um do you think you'll ever play again well I like to be honest I don't know you know like well like right now like I probably would but it depends with the circumstances as well like if I ever played again I would want to play in a full all-star season Ooh. with a full returning cast because I always I've always felt like I'd have better chances that way mm-hmm because I already know a lot of the people from the show. I've already watched them play. Yeah. I feel like I would have such a huge advantage. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't really have a reputation of being the guy who was like, you know, the craziest game player. You mm-hmm. know? Like I was, I don't have a reputation of being like a manipulator. Or anything. Yeah, yeah. People kind of remember me as that guy who just kind of snuck by. Yeah. And I feel like if I ever played, especially against returning players. There would be so many egos, and a lot of people would be less threatened by me, mm. and they wouldn't view me as a guy that ah, you know, we gotta get Godfrey out, you know, yeah. like, we gotta get him out. Like I feel like they would actually, like I, they I might just like leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say I know a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So would you? We, we've had these talks before, so yeah. <laughs> 
I'm sure. I got a feeling it will go pretty, pretty good, pretty, pretty smoothly. Pretty well for you. <laughs> and when you hey. know these people, like you guys, like you took psych, like, you know, like when you know them, now you know what pisses them off. You know who they like, who they don't like. You True. know who's got beef. I don't have beef with anybody. You know, so I think that's another plus if I played in a full all-star. What I'd never want to do is play in the returning season. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Paul and those guys, you know? Because mm-hmm. I feel like it will be tough. Like, I feel like I just would be an uphill battle. And I also feel like, you know, may, production might try to, you know, help a little bit. <laughs> oh, God be <laughs> And the good. fans will. Like, I'm, I'm just keeping it real, you know? And the fans might <laughs> true, not true, respect true. that. Yeah. The fans might see it as this guy has been handed this thing. Like, I want an authentic game, a mm-hmm. fair game. Put me in with all the people who've played before. And if you're going to put me in with... You players, don't give me any help. I don't want no secret powers. I played yeah. my season. I didn't have no secret power once. The people who had the secret power used them to help me. <laughs> so I feel <laughs> like that's true. how the game should be. Yeah. Like, I never had not one secret power. I never had not one HOH. I wow. only won one veto and the final HOH. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, sometimes a lot of... Like, the secret powers, all of that is kind of overrated, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, more power to the people who get them, you know? Like, if you use it well, but I feel like it's just not necessary if you know what you're doing. You wouldn't need that. No, no, no cheat code. <laughs> hot no cheat takes. code, exactly. <laughs> so, Go with the hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> would you, so you said you would maybe want to come back on the show in, in that capacity and for, like, people who've played the game before, but would you like to be on television in a different capacity, like maybe acting on a show, or are you are you done? <laughs> like, to be honest, like, yeah. Like, I've actually, like, I've taken a few acting classes. You know, I've been trying my hand, and I've been just trying to see where it goes, you know. But for me, I'm more motivated by the cash, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the entertainment industry has a lot of, mm-hmm. there's a lot of money to go around. Mm-hmm. And, like, look at some of these people who are acting, man. They suck. Wow. Like, it's no different from the music industry. Like, half, oh. 80% is pure trash, pure garbage. But somehow these people are getting deals, and they're getting in there. So I'm like, you know what? Let me get a piece of the pie, too. Let me try my hand at it. <laughs> like, enough. seriously. Like, who is a really bad actor who I can think of? Who oh, like, my wow, gosh. How is this person <laughs> even working? Like, they are horrible. But so, like, you know, like, I'm trying. Like, I think... The only thing, like I said, I wouldn't want, like, I don't want to be, like, just famous, you know, like, big or anything. Right. Because, like I said, it's stressful. Mm-hmm. It really is. Even a little bit. Just be known by a few people is stressful. Because now you have people who never talk to you who want to talk to you now, you know. And, like, sometimes it's kind of difficult to brush them away. Yeah. But at the same time, I want to make money. And I have seen <laughs> the correlation between... Being a little famous and having a little cash. And I'm like, I guess the more you are, the more money you make. Exactly. So it's weird, you know, it's weird. (laughs) Uh, So what what are you up to right now? And like, what can we look forward to from you in the future? Mm. Well, what you can look forward to me, like I've actually thought, because I told you (laughs) I have been taken. Oh, funny that you asked. I have been taking <laughs> quite a few acting classes, you know, trying to learn a bit. Mm-hmm. Like I have actually shout out to what's his name? Uh, acting for the camera. The guy's name is Earl. Ooh. 
And then there's Marvin. Okay. Not Marvin Gaye, but uh, (laughs) hold on one sec. I want to make sure I pronounce his name right. (laughs) Okay, we'll just wait for Godfrey as he does his (laughs) shout-outs. When I do my shout-outs. It's like being in the Big Brother house. So Marvin Cameron, you know, like, he's, like, my acting coach right now. Oh, And, like, he's pretty, like, you know... He's pretty good. He has, like, some pretty good classes for anybody out there in the Toronto area who wants to learn acting or who has been in the arts and just wants to, not even as a career, but just for fun. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, I'm trying that around and then seeing, because before I went on to Big Brother, even though I had never done any reality show, I had done, like, a few game shows. I did oh, a lot okay. of background work. And, you know, like I said, you know, I always did this, you know, just to make some cash. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The first time I ever did it was actually by chance. I was just going on Craigslist. I had never really considered a career path in entertainment. Mm-hmm. But then I think like a few years back when I started was eighteen, nineteen. I read a, I read a Craigslist ad that said that they were looking for guys with afro and long hair. Wow. <laughs> and they're like, we're looking for guys. It was for a NOS Five energy drink. It was a Coke commercial. And back then, I was working at McDonald's. And then I remember I went to the thing. And then they said, we will pay $400 for eight hours of work. I was like, damn. And back then, like, you know when minimum wage was 10 bucks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and shout out to the government for raising it to 15 <laughs> next year. Yeah, it is but 15 like, you next year. It's crazy. I know, it's 15. Wow. But back then, I was working at McDonald's making $10 an hour, right? So, like, imagine how long I would have had to make four hundred dollars here. That would have been like what? I'm not, I'm not a mathematician. But it would have been quite a lot of hours. Mm-hmm. So like right. when I did that one commercial and I was just in the background. I was just an extra. And I got paid four hundred dollars. I had a great time. I didn't feel like I was working. It was fun. Like, you know, we got to we were just in the background, you know. And then they gave us a lot of food on set. And then I was like, you know what, this is kind of fun. And I can get a, to make a lot of money. And I'm like, if I'm in the background, I wonder how much the person who's actually speaking lines is making. Yeah. And that guy, he got paid eight grand for it. So from then on, I was like, you know what? What am I doing in McDonald's? Right. I need to do this. So I actually did that for a year or two. And I made, like, it wasn't that much money, to be honest. But like compared to any other day job, you would make like $200 a gig, maybe 500 The only thing was that the gigs were far in between. Sometimes okay. you'd get booked for 10 things, but then some months you'd only get four or five things, you know? So it was not a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so now, like, I'm really thinking, you know what, let me, like, let me give this a shot, you know? And then if I fail, I, you know, tuck my tail between my legs. <laughs> but at least I can know that I gave it a shot, you know? Because, yeah. you know, a lot of people have been like, hey, you know, why don't you try acting? Why don't you try acting? It's hard, but hey. You yeah. know, you, you got to try whatever you can, honestly. You yeah. Know? Hey, you never, you never know if you don't try, right? So that's how yeah. that goes. I might even try to make my own podcast. Yo, you guys should teach me. <laughs> Everybody and their mama have podcasts. These I days, know, so. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I talk so damn much anyways, I probably should. <laughs> <laughs> that we can agree. <laughs> um, okay, so now we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with our Rapid 10 game for Godfrey. Alright. Oh, 
follow the leader. Yeah, them follow the leader. Baby bandits. Whoa, baby bandits. Break your back like you're doing a workout. Oh, bandits. Ah, baby bandits. Alright, your body bandits. Let me see you doing the yoga. Oh, bandits. Alright, so we're back. <laughs> um, so, we have, <laughs> so we have um, like 10 questions and you have to answer them really really quickly like literally you don't have any time to think about them you just have okay. to go 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 right okay All right. so the first question is what's your favorite TV show Nathan for you <laughs> <laughs> okay I feel like I know that um, what's your you own? ever heard of that show I think I no, have I, I think I have well, you gotta search that up I was gonna say Survivor but Nathan for you Nathan for you okay um, okay, and what's your unpopular opinion? What's my what? Unpopular opinion. <laughs> I feel like you have many. <laughs> yeah, let's keep it PC. I'm joking. Say whatever, say whatever you need to say, God. <laughs> popular opinion. Uh, I like pineapples on pizza. I don't mind them. Yeah, uh, that's pretty unpopular. <laughs> no, I I like pineapple on pizza. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, two out of three, I guess that's not too unpopular. Um, <laughs> okay, so if we gave you a plane ticket to anywhere in the world, where would you go? California. Ooh, nice. If you were stranded on an island, what two things would you want with you? My cat. <laughs> and poutine. Poutine. <laughs> Mm, okay. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Snapchat? Oh, choose one? Mm-hmm. Instagram. Okay. Um, what's the last album or song you listened to? Uh, pull Up With A Stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my. I don't even want to go there. Sababi. <laughs> okay. Are you a morning person or a night person? I'm a night person. Mm-hmm. And who was your favorite, <laughs> <laughs> your favorite um, Big Brother player, um, both from the U.S. and Canada? Andy. Yeah, Andy. Right. Who was your Canadian? Who's your favorite Canadian player? Aika. Aika. Nice. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, what's your favorite thing to eat? Chicken. Chicken. Poutine. <laughs> you really like poutine, huh? <laughs> I love poutine. <laughs> okay, if you could talk to the president or prime minister, what would you say or ask? I'd ask him when he's going to legalize that weed. <laughs> oh, my <True>? God. <laughs> We've been waiting. No, it's July 1st next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they say. That's what they say, though. So we'll see. <laughs> well i think those are all the questions yes right? that was a, that was my last question all right <laughs> well thank you those are some pretty you. hard questions jeez yeah. i thought you guys were gonna give me some softball ones. <laughs> no 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 soft, have, no soft questions <laughs> i have to put you to work Thank you guys for listening, for everybody that has stayed till the end. Thank you so much. And for Godfrey, we're, we're the real ones that after two seasons, we're still back asking you to chat with you. So. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you guys are. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was really fun um, talking with you. Oh, absolutely. I had a good time. Yeah, I haven't seen you or talked to you in a while, you know? Like, I haven't seen you at any of the events. Yeah. 
I moved. You've been busy with school, haven't you? Oh, no, I moved. Scrub. I moved from Toronto. I live in Kingston now. Great. So freaking far. So Great. I'm I'm so bummed. But hopefully, I come back and I'll see you. Um, but yeah, where can we find you if anyone if anyone wants to like chat with you, check on you? Well, what, you what's know, your like social find media? me Snapchat only one freezy. What Instagram? It's kind of a weird name. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram, Godfrey Manguiza, and then Twitter, The Lady Pleaser. Okay. Yes, and where can we find you? Um, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at T-I-I-E-S-E, and also on my travel blog, seeingfootprints.com. Awesome. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you guys can keep up with us. We are at our fave cause on Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Ms. Bagma. So that's M-S-B-U-G-M-O-S. And um, until next time, don't forget to find something to be grateful for. Bye. Bye.